The Pinball Network is online. Launching Silver Ball Stories. I'd been looking for the right spot. Odd that it happened to be this place. The building had been used for many things over the years. The local college had an archive on the joint sword past. Originally, it was the King Club, a gentleman's establishment in the 20s, and during Prohibition, became a speakeasy where the wine cellar was used to make a particular hooch-style drink known as the Stanley. When feds were tipped off about the bootlegging, the brewing crew spent their last moments in that very cellar. At the end of the war, the place was a high-end fine-dining restaurant called The Overlook which had the state's first female head chef and was frequented by the governor and his wife. That is, until his mistress found out. The governor and the missus met their unfortunate inn when their special dinner, expertly cooked, was poisoned. Unlucky for the mistress, the governor was connected. She found herself bound and tortured to death in the cellar below the bar. It's said that her own chef's knives were put to some sinister use. In the late 70s, the place was turned into a drug-filled new wave dance club called Studio 237. It was here that the bartender would drug unsuspecting women and bring them to the cellar, claiming it was the band's dressing room, where they were then raped and murdered. The paper said that investigators found the bodies of 13 young women stuffed into the drum and equipment cases down there. How long the bodies have been there? No, let, just give me a chance to examine the bones. Give me a chance uh, to examine right some of the... Uh, this is the second body. Dr. Stein just told us the shocking news, six more bodies. Since the 80s, its haunting past had only attracted the occasional TV crew or ghost hunting team. Even after the Torrance Hills Mall opened up, the place just stood dormant. But after the mall died, some upscale apartments were built where one of the anchor stores used to be, and now the old Torrance Mall has been resurrected with new stores and restaurants. I tried like hell to grab a lease in the mall, but the cost to retrofit the spot to a pinball bar was just too high. Ironically, this old place was perfect, and I got it on the cheap. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, so... Buying a supposedly haunted building wasn't a deal-breaker. And, as you can see, we're almost ready to open. I mean, the bar is stocked, there's deliveries in the kitchen, the staff has been hired. All that's left is to bring in a few more machines and we'll be ready to go. There's a pretty gnarly snowstorm moving in, so I gotta run and grab the last few machines. 
Well, thanks for tuning in to the Pinbar Vlog, and we'll see you in a few days for the grand opening. All right, guys, let's get after it the next few hours so we can finish up before the storm hits. Man, it's getting cold. Just a few more machines. Two hours later. Okay, let's get these inside before they get covered in snow. and 9 news and weather when you tune in your favorite Clear Channel radio stations. Well, the forecast is bleak. I hope you're at home, or at least in a place where you don't mind hanging out for the weekend, because the snow has picked up, and out there driving, it's near whiteout conditions, so the roads have begun to close. Both 85 to the north and 76 to the south have already closed down, and reports are coming out of the west end that we've already got about six inches on the ground and no sign of stopping. Shit. Well, at least the staff got out in time. Sir? Jesus. You scared the shit out of me. God, I, I thought everyone had left. No, sir. I was in the cellar stocking the liquor. I guess I didn't hear that anyone had left or seen that the storm had gotten this bad. And your name is... Sorry, I I haven't quite learned everyone's names yet. Mary. Hello, sir. Damn it! Josh jumps at the voice of the man. Jeez, Josh. Awful jumpy, aren't you? So it looks like we're going to be stuck here for a bit, huh? Trapped is more like it. But hey, we got heat, booze, food, and games, so... I guess there are worse places to be stuck in a snowstorm. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Do you want something to eat? It's getting kind of late. Hey, Mary, you mind going into the kitchen and whipping up something for us? Sure thing. Mary winks at Josh as she passes him on the way to the kitchen. Josh walks over to the bar and takes a seat. He rubs the stubble on his face before looking up at Frank. Frank is standing there with a bar towel over his shoulder and twirling a bottle opener with his finger. What do you say, Frank? Kind of slow tonight, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is, Mr. Jacobs. So what'll it be? I'm glad you asked me that, Frank. How about a bottle of bourbon? A nice glass and some ice. You can do that for me, can't you, Frank? I mean, you're not too busy, are you? (laughs) No, sir. Not busy at all. Good man. You set him up, I'll knock him back. One by one, Frank. One by one. Ah. 
So, uh, how much do I owe you? <laughs> I mean, how's my credit in this joint, huh? Your credit's fine here, sir. You know, Frank, I always liked you. You were always the best of them. Best damn bartender around. Thank you for saying so. Josh slams another drink and taps on the bar. Keep them coming, Frank. Keep them coming. Yes, sir. So what's your story anyway, Frank? I'll be damned, but I... I can't remember the job interview we did. Oh, just a fan of the 80s, you know. Fond memories of those times. The music, the games, and... Oh, the girls. You know, I remember seeing this one blonde. She was dancing around and playing. Well, that machine over there. Josh turns to look where Frank is pointing. You mean Centaur? She liked Centaur. She sure did. Do anything for her, you know? Sneak her backstage to see the bands? Mind you, she never seemed too interested in hanging out with me back there. Oh, yeah. Women. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Quite true, sir. It's hard, you know, to let them go. I mean, you just want to keep them forever. Oh, they all say that. In the end. Ah, so pretty. Josh gets up from the bar and walks over to Centaur. You know, Frank, this was the first machine I ever bought. It got me into pinball and eventually into getting this place. First one you ever bought, huh? Oh, hey, Mary. Yeah, I was just telling Frank. Josh turns around and sees Mary, walking with two plates of food, burgers and fries. She sets them over at the bar. So, what are you being frank about? Your machines? What? No, I... I was just talking to... This bottle, I presume. Come sit down here, sugar, and eat. Josh sits down, drowsily shaking his head. But the smell of food awoke his senses. Man, that smelled good. Mary, this looks great. Thank you. Really. Oh, you've been working so hard. You just enjoy. I made it special just for you. Mary rubs the back of Josh's head and back as he digs into the burger and fries. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. Mary, this is really delicious. Geez, I, I hope I hired you as a chef. Well, a good woman should know just when and what to cook her man. <clears throat> her man, huh? You see, I was once a woman with big dreams. I had a promising career and a man with prestige. I gave him my all, the best years of my life, satisfying his every carnal desire. But he didn't live up to his end and all his promises. 
So, well, I decided to cook him up something special. You know they say revenge is a dish best served cold? But I think it serves up fine, just piping hot and fresh from the oven. <laughs> so, as you can see, I had to get rid of him. It was just one of those things that, you know, can't have a scandal coming around. Oh, hello, Mary. Yes, yes. Thank you. Mm, yeah. It's quite good. Mm. Josh looks up at the mirror behind the bar and sees only himself in the reflection. He jumps out of the stool and looks around. His vision is getting blurry. Mary, what did you do? Josh stumbles down the hallway, trying to reach the bathroom, but collapses at the cellar threshold, falling down the stairs into a darkened room. Slowly opening his eyes, he sits up and tries to get his bearing. With only a dim light above him, he looks around and hears voices coming from the bricked black walls. Hello? Frank? Mary? Emerging from the shadows, Frank looks down at him. So does Mary. A slew of women, some wearing neon clothing and large volume hair, some with boots and tees from bands like Heart and Pat Benatar, come around almost forming a circle around Josh. The loop is finally enclosed when four men dressed in leather aprons and button-down white shirts come forward. Frank reaches out his hand. Welcome home, sir. Welcome home. Near the front of the bar, A man and two women stand outside. The morning sun is just beginning to rise. The man smokes nervously, and the two women hold each other. Through the flashing lights, a uniformed officer walks up to the gentleman smoking and starts talking with him, taking notes as he does. Inside, a gurney comes up from the cellar, As it strolls past the centaur machine near the front of the bar, you can see there's a picture on the wall. The picture is showing a small crowd in front of the building. The neon sign reads, Red Rums. Underneath the neon is a banner that says Grand Opening. In the center, you can see Josh to his right, 
a man with a bar towel over his shoulder, and to his left, a woman in a chef's coat with her arm around Josh. Josh. 